Beth Potter, uh, and you're listening to the Turbo Talks podcast. Welcome back all to a new Turbo Talks podcast. My name is Rob Pau, I am your host, and today we have a guest on the show who has an incredible sporting journey that is far from over. A former long-distance runner who competed at the highest level, including the Commonwealth Games, European Championships, World Championships, and the 2016 Rio Olympics. And all that before she transitioned to triathlon, and not without success. She became triathlon European champion in 2019, and only a year ago she shocked the world by running an unofficial world record on the 5,000 meters on the road. And this weekend she is ready to show all her swim, bike and run skills at the Super League Triathlon Arena Games in London. So, time to hear all about her journey and her ambitions for the Super League Triathlon and beyond. Time to welcome her to the show. Welcome Beth Potter. Welcome Beth. Hi, hi, thank you for having me. How are you? I'm good, thanks. I'm uh, in a hotel in London at the moment. Uh, race day is tomorrow. Um, so yeah, we got down last night um, and it feels like we're in a bit of a foreign country, even though it's only four hours down the road for us. Uh, but it's nice to be here and settled in and looking forward to racing tomorrow. Yeah, you're usually based in Leeds, I Yeah, that's right. Yep, I, um, I train up in Leeds. It's a bit of a triathlon hub up in the north of England. Um, so yeah, we've got a good base up there and um, it's it's you know, great facilities and everything we can really ask for. So I mentioned like a whole lot of, uh, yeah, sport performance sort of like in my intro. Is it it's a sort of something that baffles you still yourself as well when you hear someone say that? All the things you've yeah. done and the journey? <laughs> yeah, no, I feel like I, I achieved quite a lot. Um, you know, even before coming to triathlon, I was only 24 when I made the move really. Um, so, you know, all of those running credentials were done before that um and then obviously it's been a very steep learning curve since um since moving to leeds and you know picking up a new sport actually yeah a whole new sport learning how to ride a bike it's been a very um very steep learning curve but i think you know i had the best people there guiding me and you know taking me under the wing so um definitely been challenging along the way but i feel like it was uh worth the bold move and you know things are beginning to pay off now yeah, so before we go a little bit further into that bold move, so what sort of like your sporting background? So I believe you started sort of more like swimming when you were really young and then transitioned into running. Yeah, yeah. So I actually, I started off as a swimmer and I you know, did that competitively up until about the age of 16. Um, and then while, you know, kind of while I was doing swimming, I found that, uh, oh, I was actually quite good at running. And, you know, it was a PE teacher at school that got me into that. Um, so once I started to get, quick and you know higher success in running you know my kind of I, that's what I wanted to do um so would you know dedicate more time towards that and then just as it kind of as the running got better it kind of swimming was kind of phased out a little bit um and then I actually spent a lot of time while I went to Loughborough University injured just because I wasn't used to that um that running volume and load um having come from a swimming background you know I did very little running before going to university um so funnily enough I actually spent a lot of time training uh in and out of the pool while I was at university um and then yeah um just yeah went to Loughborough University because I really wanted to focus on on my athletics career at that stage and then eventually you make it sort of like as a runner go to all those big championships and then after yeah. Rio what, what changed 
that you decided, yeah. okay, I'm going to make the bold move, as you called it yourself already, to try it on? Yeah, no, I, I thought about it, you know, in 2012. I spent a lot of my time when I was at university. So I spent four years at Loughborough and I was probably injured for most of that time that I was at Loughborough. And, you know, did I couldn't run quicker than I ran as a 16, 17-year-old. And it was quite demoralising. And, you know, I thought about giving up and I, you know, I just didn't want to do it. But I also had... You know, I also felt like there was some unfinished business on the track and I just didn't feel like I'd reached my potential. And I still don't think I have, but, you know, there was there was a ticking time bomb about, you know, if I was going to be too old to move to triathlon. And so I knew that the decision had to be made sooner rather than later. Um, but yeah, uh, I don't I don't regret it. It was a bold move. And, you know, I gave up everything in London. I had a job. I had, you know sort of safety net uh with you know doing athletics and it was a really it, it's been it's paid off but it was it was quite uh hard at the beginning and you know throwing myself into a very high level of um you know training squad here in Leeds it was it was really challenging I would literally get uh, spat out the back every single session I did so um yeah, it was character building, definitely. Um, but now I, I actually often like look back and I, I started a diary while I was in Leeds and just would note things down about how difficult training was and, you know, times I was swimming or running or anything like that. And I look back now and I'm like, God, I can do that now. It's like, it's alien, you know, like what I what I thought I couldn't do and now I can do it. I do it week in, week out. And it, it was literally just going to take some time and it has. <laughs> What triggered you to do pick up triathlon? Was there always something in your mind that said like, "Oh, I want to give that a shot"? Or and what was it? Yeah, that eventually, was there something in particular that made you make the decision? Yeah, I think you know I'd always had a pretty strong swim background, and I was a good runner. Um, and I thought, yeah, you know, if I could if I could ride a bike, then you know I might I might might be okay at this sport. And I think it was in 2012 when I actually wasn't. Um, running at the time I was injured again with a, a kind of stress fracture in my foot I think it was uh, and I didn't go down and watch the Olympics but I watched it on TV and I remember uh, watching the Brownleys completely dominate in London and that kind of sparked the the fire almost um, that made me want to do it but I still just felt like you know I had a home games in Glasgow Um and then when I yeah qualified 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 for that, I was like, well, I should give the Olympics a shot. So it was always just kicking the can down the road the road a little bit. But I, you know, it's always in the back of my mind that it was something that I wanted to do, like do seriously. And that is why I you know didn't waste any time by going somewhere else in the world to do it. I went straight to Leeds because, in my opinion, it's the it's the best training group in the world. Yeah, as well say you mentioned being inspired and sort of like Brownlee brothers, and now you probably see them in Leeds on the regular and maybe being spit out, sped out the back by them as well. Always, yeah, I actually came with them, so I see them, I see them every day. Um, and um, yeah, I'm always trying to hold on to their wheel uh, on the bike. So, but I think, you know, there's both of them, Alistair and Johnny have been instrumental to my um, progress um, in the last four or five years. Um, yeah, you know, they, they supported me from day one, you know, Johnny, put me up in this house when I first moved to Leeds and didn't know anyone. So I think, yeah, a lot a lot of it goes back to, like, you know, they, they've helped me along the way, without a doubt. And what was the biggest shock when you transitioned to triathlon? Was it, like, the training volume? Because you mentioned you had a job before in London and now you're a full-time triathlete. Was it, like, the training volume? 
It was a bit of a shock uh, or? Yeah, you know, so when I was living in London, I um, was working full time as a physics teacher and obviously qualified for Commonwealth Games and for the Olympics during that um, time in London. Um, and it wasn't easy. Uh, you know, I was getting up at six or sometimes before six to run before and then, you know, traveling down 30 miles to my training group in Aldershot to train with them in the evening. You know, and I did that for three years um, whilst holding down a full time job. Um, so, you know, that was challenging, but I think you know, the making the moves to triathlon brought its other challenges, um, you know, in terms of training load was a lot more and it wasn't, it was something that it was going to take time to get used to. Um, and it, it definitely has taken time over, over the years just to kind of get used to that training load. Um, and I've had to do it gradually to avoid injury. Um, but also just, um, you know, the technical side, I, I missed out on that that key technical bike skill element and swimming open water you know I missed out all and all of that and throughout the junior ranks and I didn't have a bank of experience or knowledge that I could fall back on whereas you know as as a track runner I, I feel like I could be put into a track race next weekend and you know kind of hold my own in a track race um because I know uh, how to kind of manipulate it and get like towards the front for example uh, but I found that really challenging in triathlon and it has taken just race experience to do that um, and I feel like I'm in a much better position coming into the season this year. And if you look at like all those improvements that you made I can also imagine like especially in the beginning maybe still sometimes there were sort of like doubts then in your mind as well. How do you handle that sort of like at this moment? Or is that something that you learned over the years to deal with as well? Or Yeah, I mean, I think every single day in my first year in Leeds, I was in tears about something like thinking this is the worst decision you've ever made, Beth. Why have you done this? Um, but I think, you know, having the support from, you know, my coaches who were um, working for British Triathlon at the time and, you know, everyone everyone that's on my team that helps me you know I wasn't on funding when I came to Leeds and actually I was just put on funding last year um you know so I really had to build a team of really great people to be honest with you around me and you know they stuck by me and they've they picked me up when I've had bad races and they've also you know like cheered me on when when races have gone well and I think having the support from from them and also the support from the boys has been you know something that's kind of motivated me to to carry on with it and I, I feel like these people wouldn't be supporting me if they didn't think I was going to be half decent. So, you know, I'm, I'm really grateful to have their support. And I just feel like, yeah, and I'm not forgetting my sponsors as well. Like they took a chance on me when I was coming into a sport where, you know, I was, I was a nobody really. So, you know, for them to take a chance and, you know, support me on that journey, it's been, it's been really good. Is there somewhere in the last couple of years that you think like, uh, like how you said right now for this season you feel more prepared and may maybe more ready was there a certain moment that sort of like that made you feel like I've turned the corner and now I'm sort of like ready um, I actually really think uh, last year you know I think last year's Super League block uh, that I did in September really kind of accelerated my bike skills which was really really you know invaluable and um, and I think that, you know, having a really strong last end of season uh, was was really good for me. It took, um, you know, I had fire in my belly going into the winter when it's often, you know, hours are short and it's dark and it's usually miserable weather here in the UK. So, you know, and having that kind of motivation going into the winter 
was really good because, you know, I, I felt like I had a lot to improve on this winter and I was fully committed and fully motivated to do that. Yeah. So that's a moment maybe for yourself and then maybe for the outside world. It was that moment that I mentioned in the intro, maybe last year in April, uh, when you ran that 5K, 14.41. Yeah. <laughs> yes, people, 14.41 on the 5K. Um, what what did that change for you or how you felt like you were being perceived by the outside world? Um, that was a complete shock to you know to everyone, to me included, to my coach included. Well, I don't know. He said yeah. he, he saw it coming, <laughs> but I don't know if I did. Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm still a bit speechless about it, to be honest, because I just never thought my name and world record would be kind of uttered in the same breath. So uh, it all seems a bit real, unreal, sorry. Um, but yeah, I think it did me massive favours, you know. Um, it kind of kick-started my season, really. Um, and also maybe um, planted the seed that should I go back to the 5K, I don't know. So um, yeah, it was, it was a mad couple of weeks, to be honest. And I, I'm just glad my coach kind of, bullied me into the car to go that night because I was I was uh I wasn't planning on doing it and then you know um he rallied me and was like come on let's get in the car let's go and do a 5k so it was uh it was good that he got me in the car <laughs> yeah and I read that it was only like just a week before or something that you cracked like three minutes for the first time on a kilometer and then yeah I think it was we actually had a bit of a, not an argument but a discussion mid uh, session on the Tuesday and he um he'd set me a a K session which I'd raced on the weekend and he, I I had planned to race on the Saturday and he'd set me something like six by a K off ninety jog or something on the on the Tuesday and I was like no I, I, like no I've got a race on Saturday and uh, we managed to um, meet halfway so we did five by a K but we some were broken and some were just full Ks and I I think on the last rep I dipped under three minutes but. Yeah, I wasn't expecting to run five of them back to back without any recovery yeah. under two minutes. So. <laughs> turned out to be a nice little primer. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, so now you already mentioned mentioned Super League and that's how it was sort of like an important moment for you. Um, this year, obviously, uh, two weeks ago, Super League Arena Games started in Munich. Uh, you won that event. Uh, what is Super League racing for you? How would you describe it? It's very difficult um it's very high intensity you've got to be clinical in and out of transition you know the smallest of errors can cost you um cost you the race uh you have to be head switched on brutal um and you've got to be you've got to be fit to do it <laughs> not for the light-hearted <laughs> Definitely not, because I think if the people watch it or haven't watched it, maybe they should tune in definitely this weekend. Uh, but it's basically all short races. It's a, like the arena games. It's 200 meter pool swim, four kilometer bike, and then a one kilometer run. Uh, it's also, it's the first time it's the eSports World Championship basically for triathlon. So it's a real life swim. And then it's all, all in the virtual world, uh, the bike and the run. And with Garmin as an official event partner. So you guys, uh, all the competitors using the whole Garmin ecosystem from the HRM uh, to the scales, to the Tex Neo 2T, uh, which you are using. Uh, yeah, that gives the viewers all those uh, details as well into yeah, your heart rate, which is obviously always going through the roof. Uh, in those events what makes it like such a is that the thing that makes it such a spectacle to watch as well that insight into details and just uh yeah seeing the suffering 
yeah, you definitely, you know, I think it's it's definitely a suffer fest. Um, and it's actually, I find it really useful, you know, at the end when you get the data sent through and, you know, you can, you're, you're analysing how many, what's like, what's peculiar you were putting out or uh, what your heart rate was at a specific point in the race. So that's really useful. And, you know, I um, I love the data side of, you know, and obviously you, you can tune in with that with all the, the Garmin products. So um, it's really good and, I don't know, it kind of helps tailor your, your preparation for the next one, I find, as well. Are you someone, like you mentioned, always looking at the data afterwards, after every session, or are there also sessions that you just... Um, so I don't get too hung up on it. I don't get too hung up on heart rate, but I use um, I use the power on the bike, and I, I quite like to, you know, monitor my VO2 sessions and kind of track them week on week. I find that, um, I find that really useful. So what is, is that where you maybe saw the biggest improvement since a couple of years ago from where you started, like that watts per kilogram on the bike? Um, yeah, so I, I actually think the biggest improvement for me this winter has been being able to uh, back a kind of harder bike up um, and, and doing and, and running off that. So that's been key for me. And, you know, I find a lot of the Arena Games and Super League, to be fair, um, is a lot of kind of high interval training and a lot of my training, you know, back in Leeds is, you know, that kind of high interval training where you have, you do a hard rep and then you have little time to recover and you go again. So it's like repetitive, repetitive efforts. And, you know, I do a lot of stuff like that on the track and the pool and, and on the bike. So, um, yeah, it's, it's also a really good uh, way to kind of fine tune as well. So is that something like a, a product like the Tex Neo 2T can sort of like help you with, on those efforts on the bike to train those yeah i think um i think it's really good i and i use i use the the tax trainer um for my bike sessions especially my vo2 ones because i can i can also input the session um and it just keeps it more controlled you know it saves going outside sometimes if if you if you want a really kind of solid flat effort you you know you, you can guarantee that on the turbo uh, and also it makes it a little bit harder i think as well i'm i swear it's you know just that little bit harder on the tax trainer so if you try and uh, get some good music in and push yourself that's what i always find helps me <laughs> and, and there's no hiding on the trainer either no what? no <laughs> is, is that something the suffering is that something that you maybe learned early on because of your swimming background and your running background do you think there's a benefit in that or um I think I do a lot of my training with boys or you know people that are better than me so I feel like I'm always I'm always suffering I'm always trying to hang on um and I think that I think that's a good thing for me you know it's it's you, you feel humble um and you know yeah you're exposed even on you know good and bad days i think it's um i think i think it's good for me it works for me and i that's the way i that's the way i roll <laughs> do you have like any expectations for this weekend in london because we're recording this on like you mentioned earlier like what is it friday eve so the day before the race uh what are your expectations of it um i'm, I'm not going in with any like pressure on myself i think you know i, I went to munich and i um executed um the way I wanted to so you know I think I'm just going to try and do the same tomorrow obviously there's um some stiffer competition uh from the girls in Leeds but I'm just yeah I'm and also the French girl not to forget Cassandra um <laughs> but yeah I think I'm just I'm just going to go and enjoy it and you know work hard and push myself hard and do what I always do like leave it all out there and if you then look at like the team GB you already mentioned like the British girls um 
Georgia Taylor-Brown won silver at the Olympics, uh, Jess Lerman obviously, and then you've got Vicky Holland and Sophie as well. Uh, massive competition. What is it going to take sort of like to stand out from that group maybe towards like a future Olympics? Um, yeah, I mean, I worked, yeah, I mean, obviously the bits are solid, um, best in the world. And, you know, they showed that and we showed that last year. Um, and I think, yeah, obviously the bar is high. Uh, but, you know, the the bar is so high that when you get to that bar, you are the best in the world. So I think, you know, I'm knocking on the door now and I'm, I think I've, I'm just outside the top 10 or just inside the top 10 in the world. So I'm there. And I think with um, the winter I've had, hopefully... Um, just consolidate on that this year and and you know I, I want to aim for podiums podiums in the World Triathlon Championship Series this summer so yeah Alright so uh, after Super League London Super League Singapore for, probably for the final maybe uh, yeah. maybe a World Championship medal in the eSports triathlon then for you perhaps <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yeah I don't, I don't know I'm just taking it one race at a time at the moment I've, I've already raced outdoors and I've obviously done um, Munich so this will be my third race of the season. And I, yeah, I'm just taking it race by race at the moment and just enjoying the process. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, you said in the beginning, you feel like you haven't reached your potential yet. Do you have a sort of like an idea where it where that might be, where that ceiling might be? Or is that uh, ceiling doesn't exist? No, I'm, I don't think I've got a ceiling yet. I I feel like I've got room for improvement still. You know, like I've worked really hard on my biking this winter and consolidated on my swim so running's actually taken a back seat but um yeah I, I i don't know where i'll be when i race the big girls so i'm just looking forward to seeing you know seeing how that uh, pans out this this summer and so do you look ahead till paris 2024 that is the big goal yeah paris is a big goal and it always has been um since moving um changing sports and moving to leeds um but yeah i'm trying not to think about it too much i'm just thinking about you know the i've you know i've still got a couple seasons left before that actual you know that year anyway so yeah i i want to see how much i can improve this year and then obviously going into next winter having to tweak that again but um try obviously it's a long-term goal but i don't want to think about it too much at the moment i'm just taking it like step by step and um sort of enjoying the you know enjoying the process as a go and and kind of yeah doing that as we go along yeah so in a couple maybe in a couple of years when you look back at this at this whole journey what what is it it's going to take for you to say like okay this has been what i wanted out of it yeah i mean yeah um you know obviously everyone wants to compete at the olympic games and and do well at olympic games that's that's the name of mine um, you know, I'd like to try and crack the World Triathlon Series. Um, I'd like to try and crack a podium at a, a Super League Series. Um, so yeah, I feel like I've got a lot of ambitions, and I don't think it'll come. Obviously, it won't come overnight, but um, it would be good to be knocking closer in the door this year uh, to some of them. So yeah. All right, perfect. All right, uh, Beth, we're gonna we're gonna let you off so you can take a bit of rest. And I think you've got some media coming up before big day tomorrow. Uh, people, make sure you check out uh, Super League Triathlon to see how you can follow Beth tomorrow in the race. And obviously, also make sure you follow Beth on her journey. I think uh, you've got a YouTube channel you're pretty active on, which is worth to watch. Yeah, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. 
Yeah, any of the both. <laughs> All right, Instagram at BethPotter91. Uh, so Beth, thank you again for your time. Good luck uh, this weekend and obviously on the rest of that journey towards that dream of the of the Olympic Games in Paris. And uh, I think, uh, yeah, I, I want to say enjoy the journey, but I think you already do. <laughs> thank you very much. Thanks for having me. All right. And thank you all for listening. Uh, make sure you tell a friend about the podcast. Don't forget to share, like, rate and review. And as always, in the meantime, make sure you never stop cycling. This was Rob Bau with Beth Potter. Stay tuned for the next Turbo Talks.